In a world where full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Welcome back to Movie Memories Podcast with uh, Jeff and Michael. Hey, hey. Yeah. So I uh, got a movie for you. Okay. What is it? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Give me a clip. All right, all right, all right. So this first quote is my favorite. It's not it's barely a quote. Yeah. Um It's snowing. Slam. Oh, Brady uh, Bells. E- Why does that sound so familiar it's snowing oh my god give me something else i like it's 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 in my head why okay yeah give me something else if if you got another one i got another one i got another one this will probably give it away um i've just had an apostrophe i think you mean an epiphany lightning has just struck my brain well that must hurt anything Yes, but why can't I think of it? <laughs> Lightning. It's just so my brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could hear it in my head. Yeah, yeah, and that was me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, yes, yes. It's just yes. in there. Oh, that was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, great. Hook's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But now I got to remember all the order <laughs> and basically, but I can watch, I think I can watch the movie in my head and okay, get away with okay, it. Yeah. So you, you tell me where we begin. In the, all right. In the well, movie. tell me a little something about the movie. Uh, which part do you, you want to want me to tell you the beginning? No, no. Uh, what, 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 okay, okay, what are okay, we dealing okay, with? So, what are we dealing with here? What is hook? So this, this movie is about, uh, the, uh, it's well, let me see how I should describe this. So it's about uh, Peter Pan has left Neverland and he's an adult now with a family and two right. kids. Right. And Hook has decided that he's going to exact revenge on Peter by stealing his children and having one final duel with Peter Pan. Right. When when was Hook released? Oh, that was 1991, directed by oh, Steven Spielberg. Was it one? I, I, I thought yeah. it was like 89 <clears throat> or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Steven 91. Spielberg directed it. Yeah. Steven Spielberg movie. And it. so we, we've done we've done a handful of movies. I know we're going to end up doing more Spielberg. We're going to do others that he's produced, blah, blah, blah. I try to pay attention now because he has kind of like a distinct directing style. Mm-hmm. Like he likes using the off-camera action or suspense. Like you don't need to see it, but you, if you hear it, you know what the audience fills it in. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and remember. There's a couple shots in here that's like that. There's, there's a lot in this movie. This this movie is is that this is why I told you the other day. Uh, this movie is kind of divisive among fans and critics. Like yeah, I love either, Hook. Yeah, I do too. But some people hate it. And I've tried to understand their side of it. 
Uh, yeah, I don't understand how you can really hate it if you just take it as what it is. And yeah. it was it's a really good idea to think about how do you, what's a sequel to Peter Pan? What would happen if Peter Pan grew up? Exactly that yeah. that whole idea. You'd think you'd you'd hear about an idea like that from someone in a creative writing class, you know? Yeah. Or be like, okay, here's a concept. Uh, try and follow through with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that could be a writing prompt for it sure. Is, yeah. And and then you get this whole. I mean, we're going to talk about it. We get this whole movie where that's explored, and it's such a good and it's explored. I feel like it's explored in such a good way that right peter right. pan has to remember and believe in himself that he was peter pan mm-hmm. and believe that he's also he he can't go back in time he can't be a kid again so he is peter pan as an adult so how does that look like for him when he returns home yeah you know, just just a, there's a lot that. of a lot of themes in this movie too yeah and ideas. it's so good Okay, so Hook um, begins with um, a fat, well, why am I blanking on his name? Um, I'm distracted. Actor by, or? Yeah, the actor, but I'm, I'm being distracted by Bear. She's starving for attention. <laughs> I see, yeah, I see a wavy tail. Yeah. Um, Robin Williams, a fat yes. Robin Williams is clinching an airplane seat. Right. Any, uh, close. You skipped a, a bit. There's is no that not the beginning shot? Mm, like, is no, him, like, them uh, in the airplane? At least 20 minutes-ish, maybe Maybe. Oh, my gosh. Minutes. Why am I Why am I blinking? Oh, duh. Okay. Um, yeah, because the whole baseball game and, and him needing to fly, he misses his kid's baseball game and all that That jazz. is one thing that is in that yeah, yeah, time that's frame. There is one thing right before it, too. All right, give me give me the opening because <laughs> right, so clearly I opens, can't think of the opening. It opens in uh, auditorium and it's a play. Yes, of okay. Peter of Pan. Peter Pan. Okay, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, they're supposed to be watching the play, and Robin Williams keeps getting his kids are up on stage, and I think yeah, his little girl is yes playing Wendy. Yes, and there's some other kid playing Peter right. Pan. Peter Pan. But yeah. she's playing Wendy, which, you know, coincidentally we find out later. It's right. funny because literally it's in her lineage. Um and then Peter or Robin Williams is in the audience and he is getting phone calls from work. Correct. Right. And interrupts and his wife is like saying like Peter you're going to miss it like and he, but he, he doesn't stop. He doesn't interrupt or ignore the calls. He keeps right. taking the calls yeah. and right off the bat. You're like, okay, he's some important businessman who is detached from his family. Like it's just, they kind of drill that in. Yeah. Lawyer for mergers and acquisitions. Yeah. 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 Peter is no longer Peter Pan. We, we don't know that's reference in the beginning of the movie, but Peter is an adult who's putting work before family. I want to point out one funny thing to me is his last name is Banning with yeah, a B. Yeah, Banning. Banning, and it's yes. so close to Pan and yes. Panning. Like I, that's yes. what I thought it was when I when I heard it when I was a kid. Beat I thought it was Panning. Banning. Yeah, yes. Banning. <clears throat> yeah, go on. So, 
I don't remember what goes from there to him being at the office. It's basically um, the the what you said about the baseball game. It yeah, cuts, like, it cuts to that. Yeah, yeah. So he was supposed to be there, uh-huh. um, you know, and he didn't make it. It was his son's baseball game. He was supposed to make it, but then they like held him in for a meeting or something like that, and he rushes to the baseball field. They they show before he rushes to the baseball field. They actually show the baseball game. His son mm-hmm. is playing, and mm-hmm. his wife is in the audience. She's um, expecting Peter to show up, but instead, one of Peter's assistants shows up and starts to try to record the baseball game. Correct. Yeah. And he's like, "It's me from the office." Peter asked me to come and record. He's not going to make it. She's disappointed. His son sees that in the audience. He's disappointed. Mm-hmm. And the game goes on. His son strikes out. He's sad because right. his parents, his dad wasn't there. And then it cuts to Peter showing up in his car to an empty ball field because he yes. didn't make the game. Correct. Um, they get home. Um, and I think a little bit of a, like, you missed his baseball game or what, what's the matter with, um, what is his son's the, name? They're, um, Jack. Jack and Maggie is the daughter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Jack and Maggie. When he gets home, his wife, like, ah, uh, okay. I don't think they get home. I don't. Th- I think it cuts straight to the. I want to say there's flight. that um, the brief moment uh, where they are at home and they're in like their bedroom getting ready to leave. <clears throat> I, I could be getting this wrong. This might be afterward, but um. No, it is afterward. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's afterward. No, you're, you're right. You're, I'm pretty uh, sure. They get so, right into the plane. Yes. So they're getting yeah. into a plane um, because they are leaving for Christmas to London because yes. this is where Peter was raised in an uh, boys and girls home, essentially, in an orphanage home yes. by his Granny Wendy. grandmother, Granny Wendy. So they're going to visit her for Christmas. So this is where I, for some reason, I thought that was the opening shot, but I, yeah, I totally forgot about the little beginning bit, but you get to see that Peter is afraid of flying. Mm -hmm. Peter, who is eventually discovered as Peter Pan is afraid of flying. He's clenching the armrests. His son (laughs) is annoyed with him sitting in the seat next to him. Yeah. And he's throwing the baseball against the ceiling of his seat. Yep. And his dad, Peter, keeps telling him, like, stop it, knock it off. And um, he's like, you're going to end up knocking one of these windows out. And he's like, no, they're totally safe. And (laughs) starts banging against the windows. (laughs) He grabs the ball from him. Um, He says, when are you going to learn to grow up or something? You know, he comes down on him. (laughs) Right. And he throws the ball one more time against the ceiling and knocks the little oxygen mask down and freaks Peter out. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> they arrive in London. Um, they get out of a taxi to head up to Granny Wendy's door. And the whole time, Peter is like, he's telling Jack to be safe. Like, Jack is trying to get up on the railing of the steps. Um, mm-hmm. All that jazz. I think they're trying to, like, point out, like, they're trying to show early in the movie the stark differences between what you would Absolutely. expect Peter Pan yeah. as a child, as this hero from the story. This overprotective father. And yeah, all. to being scared of flying, yeah. overprotective, telling everybody to grow up like he's a yeah. lawyer now. Anyway, 
the adult, quote yeah. unquote. Uh, they are there also for Chris, Christmas because um, Granny Wendy is being given an award. Um, yeah, honored for her charitable work. Yeah. Yes, for her charity work. Um, there is a hospital wing being dedicated to her, so they yes. have this event to go to. They get inside, exchange pleasantries. They say they get to see Granny Wendy, played by Maggie. No, what's her name? Yep, 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 yep. yep. You were there, Maggie? Maggie Smith. Smith, yeah, yeah, Maggie Smith. Um, one of the other. Oh, I'm gonna hit pause. We meet one of the other Lost Boys, Toodles. Um, Toodles. Yeah, I don't know the actor at all, so. But you meet one of the other Lost Boys, Toodles. He's rummaging through the house looking for his marbles. He's lost yeah. his marbles. Lost, lost, lost. Yeah, yeah, lost, what lost, did you lose? lost. I've lost my marbles. I lost my marbles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. He's, he says some quip. Peter says some quip about that. It's like the immediate thought that he's lost his sanity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I've lost my marbles. <laughs> I've lost my marbles. <laughs> so um, they transition to putting the kids down to go to yeah. sleep yeah, um, because the they're heading out. Was earlier. Yeah. Yeah. They're heading out for the evening um, to go to the charity event uh, or the hospital wing dedication. And he, Peter tries to make it up to Jack um, while he's tucking him in since he disappointed him by missing his game. He said that, you know, you're the man of the house now. You know, while I'm gone, you're in charge and I want you to hold on to this watch. I think he said it was his father's watch. Right, right, right. Um, mm -hmm. um, you know, he gave it to me whenever I needed to become the man of the house and now it's yours. And they say goodnight to him. They go to the charity event. Um, it's, I'm literally, I, I could play this movie in my head. So it's There's all going to start coming um, back to me. One little detail right before it they uh go to bed <clears throat> the windows open is the the argument between moira and uh peter um oh where, where she ends up throwing his cell phone out the window yes okay yeah so before they do yeah. that that you know he gets a phone call before they put him to bed he gets a phone call um and it's like you know business He's right. sitting there chatting on the phone. It's it's not something good. Like he's being told a deal is going south. The kids are being rambunctious and he has like an outburst. He gets really frustrated and eventually covers up the phone and yells at the kids. He's like, um, could you all just shut up for one second? I'm on yeah. Moira. Get the kids out of here. I'm on the, uh, you know, the phone, phone call, call of my, my life. life. Yep. And, my life. um, she, after she hushes them out of the, or, Granny Wendy takes them out of the room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Moira's left in there with him and pretty that, sure that's him. Yeah. Moira. Yeah. 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 Moira, Angela, dar darling. Um, she tells Peter, like, if you don't, you know, figure out how to be there for them or whatever, like you're going to miss it. Like we only get so many years like this right, with them right. where they, where they want to be around us. You, your children love you. They want to yeah. play with you. How they want to play with you. Last? Exactly. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a, I can't remember what she does to get the phone and throw it out the window. It, it's just like he, I think, is picking the phone back up after oh, he yelled. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, it rang it, again. Just throws it, yep. yeah. Yeah, it rang again. She grabs it and chucks it, and he's like, 
<laughs> and yeah, then we get to the charity event, or they tuck yep. them in. Then they they are heading. Yep. They go to the charity event. Peter is like speaking uh, to introduce Granny Wendy. He says something really sweet to the audience. I won't go into full details on it, but he essentially says, "I was once an orphan," um, and I said, "I'm sure that if you are all here, like if you could show your gratitude to her." you would somehow. And then one person stands up, another person right. stands up. And then like almost the whole room stands up to show their exactly. gratitude to granny Wendy. Like she's fostered so many kids. Mm-hmm. Um, he and said, they, well, I guess they, we all do yeah. have something in common. We're all orphans. Um, it does cut back to uh, where Jack and Maggie are. Yes. Yes. So what while happens? they're out, yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> while they're out, um, the window to the room that they're sleeping in, there's a hook lock that's keeping the window closed. And yeah. you see this hook lock hinge open to look like Captain Hook's hook, obviously, for epic foreshadowing. And uh, <laughs> right. yeah, right. <laughs> window blows open and there's wind and colors and stuff like that. And the kids like are scared. So they put the covers over their heads, but then the covers mm-hmm. magically whoosh off of them. Right. And they and both they scream. scream. <laughs> yeah. And then I think it cuts back to the event. Um, and they finish, they finish the event. The next thing is, is they come back home. Right. And the doors open. And they come in, they're like screaming for Maggie and Jack and the woman in the house. I can't remember her name at all. Liza. Oh yeah. Liza. (laughs) Um, Aunt Liza. Yeah. She's like on the ground and she's got like a little scrape on her forehead or something. And she's like the children. Oh God, the children. And they're following what looks like some kind of, uh, like something's been cut into the wall and they're following up the stairs and it's like moved right across her head, I guess. Like it's hard to tell what exactly happened, but yeah, she has some kind of cut on her head. Yep. So there's, yeah, like you said, there's like this scrape up against the wall, all the wallpapers torn and this line as if like someone drew a knife across it. They rush upstairs, they rush into the room to find that their beds are empty. They turn around and look at the door. And on the door is a knife with a note, note stuck to the door with a knife uh, that says, Peter Pan, I have taken your children. If you want them back, you'll have to come fight, fight me or something like that. Yes. In Neverland. Signed, Captain Signed James. Signed, James Tiberius Hook. <laughs> yeah. 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 James. I knew you were going to say that when you were saying, like, I was like, it's right there. I thought the same yeah. thing when I was watching it. I was like, God, Is it Tiberius? I don't know. Like, so. It does say James T. Hook, doesn't it? Or, is, or are we just saying that because of James T. Kirk? Right. I think it, I think we're just doing that, but. I, yeah, I don't think it says Tiberius. There's a, there's I thought it does say James. That, yeah. I does say, I think it says James T. Cook. Hook. No, it doesn't. It, it probably does not. But it is James. Isn't it? Yeah, pretty sure. It is. Yeah, it is James Hook. Okay. So it does, it does say you got to come save your children and fight me for them. Um, and then from there, <laughs> I, they talk to the police and the police is like, well, we'll be on the lookout. You know, they file a right. missing persons report, you know, and the, crime report. The inspector is played by uh, Phil Collins. 
randomly. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> How did I not yes. notice that? It's such a random, like, little uh, thing that just happens. Right. The, yeah. It's, and it's, I think it's they like play the it off. <laughs> I think the inspector kind of plays it off as a prank or something like that. Like, yes, he doesn't seem yeah, he like does. he's taking it too seriously. Like, he says, like, this time of year or whatever, it's probably a prank. It's like, knowing, the with, family with, knowing your family history, it's probably just a prank. <clears throat> It's like my um, kids are missing. And he's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, this is serious. I think at some point Peter is up in the room. Um, and he notices something fly into the room. A light. Well, you, you skip the whole, uh, reveal with Wendy when he takes Peter aside and explains oh, that he yes. has to remember who he is. Right, right, right. And he doesn't really buy into it. So yeah, um, Wendy, Granny Wendy, she tries to tell Peter, like, he's come back, he's done it. And Peter, you have to remember who you are. Mm -hmm. You're Peter Pan. And he doesn't believe her. No, no. Yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah, okay. Um, And I can't remember what brings him into the room other than just like kind of going up there because he's sad that his children are missing. Yeah, he takes a a drink up there and yeah, yeah, he's looking at their beds and right. And then we see this like light come into the room. I think they kind of pointed out or that's why they try to make it look like maybe he'd been drinking. And so he's imagining what's going to be happening here. But there's a light that comes into the room and it eventually shows up to be Tinkerbell. Right. And Tinkerbell's like, Peter, we got to go. You know, Hook is doing this crazy stuff. And so <laughs> she's trying to convince him, like, you're Peter Pan, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. And <laughs> he's like, no way, I'm not Peter, blah, blah, blah. And this isn't real. Um, and she's standing on his chest, right? At some point, she, like, pulls right. on his yeah. suspenders and, like, snaps him. And he falls to the ground. And she's standing on him and, like poking him and mm-hmm. telling him you got to go. And he's like, how or why? One, one way, one thing leads to another. And she does sprinkle fairy dust on him. Mm-hmm. And she pulls him up and flies him to Neverland. Yeah. She wraps him in that uh, blanket. Oh, right, right, right. The <laughs> yeah, little fort, he, yeah. the little fort yeah, that yeah, they built fort. in the middle of the room. <clears throat> um, that's right. She hooks him. She doesn't put fairy dust on him. She just ends up, she She's she does like, at one point, but he sneezes and he yeah. and she like flies into the house and yeah. Um, there's some more dialogue, but yeah, he basically what you said. Yeah, <clears throat> she she essentially since he's not playing the game and not believing, Tinkerbell has to kidnap adult Peter Pan and take him to Neverland. <laughs> um, he she does this and they arrive in Neverland and um, she I drops wanna, him. I want to pause and point out how many different. Like this movie is just a series of different tones. Like yeah. the part when the kids are kidnapped is just so you know, almost they really rode the line with like it could almost be terrifying. Yes. Like he I don't know how Steven Spielberg <laughs> did this. Like even with the stuff with adult Peter Pan was a very mm-hmm. different tone than what it's about to be with him in Neverland. Yes. I, I think, I think- I think that might be why some people didn't like it, but I, I don't know. But that's the thing. Like, that's part of the it o- story. Yeah, it only serves the plot. Like, I don't yeah. know why it would upset anyone, but. Yeah, it definitely serves the plot, and it's part of the story. It's a way to show 
the harsh reality of growing up and becoming mm-hmm. forgetting to be a kid yeah. growing up too much. And e- even the colors were you right. know more muted um, and everything before he gets the Neverland. And you're right. Like, I think that he was trying to like point out like this is like a real thing that happened to these kids and it was done with magic. Their blankets got rushed right. off of them. Yeah, the green There's light. wind howling. There's mm-hmm. green and lights going everywhere and ter- terrible, um, you know, scary, suspenseful, suspenseful music written by John Williams. Yes. Of course, since it's a Spielberg <laughs> project. Um, yeah. And then we arrive in Neverland and it's totally different as you fly towards Neverland it's this like matte painting of this island of Neverland. Yeah. It's all colorful. They're flying through the clouds. Um, and she drops him off and he lands in the water. It's right off the bat, right? They call it Pirate Town. That's where he ends up. Okay. So he doesn't end up in the. Oh. No, she just. The like, water comes after he gets captured. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so he's still in that blanket. And the only thing yes. he sees is the clock. Like yes. through a tear in the blanket. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so he emerges, she drops him off into Neverland in pirate town, which is like captain hooks territory. Correct. Um, he emerges and Tinkerbell's there with him, and she's trying to give him advice to kind of blend in, um, mm-hmm. so that he doesn't get caught. So it's kind of funny. She's like, all right, now you got to walk with a limp and all right, more of a limp. <laughs> okay. Now you got to act like you got a hunch in your back. He's like, and then like, squint, squint with one eye and, uh, and then drag one of your legs back behind you just a little bit. <laughs> it's, very, yeah. and it's very like set up for Robin Williams to be Robin yes, Williams. And yes, so he Robin looks Williams. like this hunchback pirate. He grabs like a coat, a cloak and a hat and he, bump, he bumps into <laughs> one of the pirates and the pirate's like, Arr! and then he Arr, goes, yeah. are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, how are you doing? Good, you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Arr, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So he begins his search for his kids. Um, and then I think he eventually makes it to um, Captain Hook's boat. The Jolly Roger. Yeah. Yeah. The Jolly Roger. Um, his kids are tied up. Um, well, first, it's the reveal of Captain Hook. Like this. The him getting to the Jolly Roger oh, because like yes, yes, yes. Smee uh, comes out with the hook to on do a his pillow. introduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. That's why everyone's following him there, and so he just follows the crowd. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he blends in with the crowd that's on the boat, and they're like, "Hook, hook, give us the yeah. hook, hook, yes, hook, hook, give us the hook. the hook." They're chanting for Hook to come out of his his cabin. Smee gives this grand. Uh, introduction of Captain Hook, and then out comes Dustin Hoffman as right, Captain Hook, right, right, and he's right, so right. good. He's his voice <laughs> and his timing—it's so funny. And he looks like he looks good. He looks like he looks like the the cartoon, you know, he is big one nose. Of, like this is one of those roles where you would never have expected this Mm-mm. from him. <laughs> yeah, or that if you first watched it and you weren't paying attention to it and you weren't like. A Dustin Hoffman fan. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't even realize it was him because he blends into it so much. The costume design, everything. So out comes James T. Hook. He gives a little bit of a, I've I've captured, you know, you guys wanted a war. I've captured Peter Pan's children and, you know, 
to incite this war. And um, he says something to accuse one of his pirates of something. Like, one stealing. of you doubted me. Yeah, one of you said yeah, he's I could like, not do it. Yeah, he's like, which one of you does not belong? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you think that he ends up pointing out Peter because he's in the crowd, but he points right. out some other pirate, and uh, um, he sentences the pirate to go into the boo the boo the box. boo box the boo box. Yeah, yes, give him the boo box, and it's this treasure chest that he gets locked into, and then they put scorpions inside of it. Right, 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 and. I can't remember why why this happens, but somebody shoots a gun <laughs> at something. It's the um, and that's when um, Robin Williams is like, "Those are my kids," and like that's when the kids are hoisted up in, yeah. the, in the net, and he he asks uh, Hook, "It's like draw your weapon or something like that," and he he's pulls like, out "All right." Pen. How much (laughs) he holds like a checkbook and he shoots the checkbook and it hits the guy behind it. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So he puts that pirate in the boom box and then he brings out the kids and then that's when he can't hold back anymore. Peter's like, Oh shit, my kids are here. So he Mm -hmm. says, Hey, those are my kids and your kids, your, your, your Peter, your Peter. Peter. Yes. I'm Peter. Your Peter. Your Peter. (laughs) Your Peter. Um, he's like, yes, no. yes, I'm in it. No, 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 no. And he's like, yes, those are my kids. He's like, all right, if you're Peter, then you'll have no problem getting to your kids. And he hoists mm-hmm. them up in a net up into the air saying like, just fly up there, Peter, go ahead. If you say you're Peter, go ahead and fly, you know, use your magic fairy dust and um, happy thoughts and, and fly up there and grab your kids. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you can touch the hand or touch one of your kids hands or whatever, then I will let them go and you're all set free. Um, But yeah, like to your point, I think he says like right before then talks about dueling. He's like, choose your weapon of choice. And Peter pulls out his checkbook and says, okay, how much? (laughs) And there's a lot that happens in that scene. It's me even like points out to hook, like why it's, it's definitely Peter Pan and he like shows him the yeah. the scar. He's like, mm-hmm. not my appendix. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, all this goes on to, to say like, everyone believes it's Peter, but Peter doesn't believe he's Peter. Yeah. He even um, like tries to be like, I'm not Peter. I don't know. And then eventually I think, so he's like, okay, he challenged, instead of dueling him, he challenges him to get his kids by just flying up there and touching their hand. And then I think mm-hmm. that's when they say, all right, it start your challenge starts now. And, he just somebody shoots a gun to like give the signal that the thing has started, and the only reason this case pops in my head is because it's hilarious. Like they just shoot a gun, and it <laughs> actually hits one of the pirates because <laughs> then all of a sudden one of the pirates just looks down and collapses to the deck. Um, but Peter is terrified of heights, um, yeah, yeah. and he tells Captain Hook he's like, "I have a problem." Like. He pulls him close and goes, I'm, I'm, I'm scared of heights. And <laughs> Captain Hook's like, no, you? And he <laughs> belly laughs and announces everybody like, Peter Pan is afraid of heights. And everyone's like, oh. Yeah. yeah. And so he tries to climb up. He tries to get to his children. And along the way, like Peter's like sweating bullets, mm-hmm. so terrified. And he gets to the point where he's so close to being able to reach out his, and touch his kids' hands. But he just can't do it because he's so petrified. And he has no courage. And even Smee is like, he looks at him and 
and he points to the captain or something like that. And they both say like, this isn't Peter. Like he really doesn't remember. He really doesn't know who he is. Um, right. And so the eventually word that Smee uses, he's like his, no, his mind has been gentrified is what he's saying. Oh yeah. It's been gentrified. <laughs> it's been gentrified. <laughs> oh, that's played by, um, who plays Smee? You remember? It's uh, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yep. Um, the most epic beard. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. And his, yeah, so he can't reach out to touch his kid's hands. So he's failed the challenge. They bring him back down and sentence Peter to be to walk the plank. Um, ties him up, pushes him to the other edge of the plank. And he goes, wait, 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 wait. Or something like that. And he goes, I can't swim. <laughs> and they hit the plank and launch him into the water. Right before that uh, tank goes to hook oh yeah yeah, yeah. and she okay. tells him like i need at least three days for a decent pan yes like, exactly she, yeah she, explains that she's gonna make him yeah, a she, pan. so yeah so she buys him time tinks like she takes out her little uh knife and then uh-huh. pokes his dentist his Hoff, nose. dustin hoffman's nose and wiggles it and she goes you give me three days three days and i'll get you your war and like i'll give yeah. deliver you pan he's like this isn't peter pan it's not fair he doesn't know um so mm-hmm. if you really want to say you're the you're the man and that you really beat peter pan and not this guy let me turn him into peter pan mm-hmm. okay and as they agree to that somebody like they all wiggles cheers. yeah they all cheer something like that and then that that freaks peter out or it wiggles Wait, the, yeah, the just hits plank, him and, yeah, he falls and he goes into the water and they go oops <laughs> he goes into the Help water <laughs> yeah and sinks to the bottom and there's some mermaids that come mm-hmm. and save his life by giving him some breaths of air freeing his bonds and then he gets hoisted up into um which is a different part of the island where the lost big, boys are. Yeah. Yes. Where the lost boys are. And this place is super colorful and unique. There's flowers as he's walking through the path after he gets out of the water. Um, these flowers are like smelling him as he's smelling them <laughs> and like all this stuff. <laughs> and eventually he comes across the lost boys. Yeah. And, Tinkerbell's flying around, like saying, like, Lost Boys, Lost Boys, Peter's back. And like, yep. Peter Pan, Peter, Peter. And he's like, come on, boys, like, come meet him. And he eventually meets up with the Lost Boys. A bunch happens. Um, there's a lot of teasing of Peter and toying with them. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and eventually it comes to, like, this group gathering. Right, where right, right. they he's trying to convince them i just need my help to get my kids back and they're all like yeah pan sure and rufio, rufio the leader of the who has assumed leadership of the lost boys he shows up eventually and they're like they're all chanting chanting for him and he's like riding this what looks like a windsurfing yeah. skateboard on tracks yeah. <laughs> down yeah. to the scene and they're like rufi Oh, <laughs> yeah, like chanting for him, and he shows up. And Rufio is maybe looks like he's a little bit older than the other kids. Like, clearly, he's the, the leader of them. And they're like, This ain't no, he's like, This ain't no pan. 
Um, he's got, he can't fly. He can't do any of this. Like mm-hmm. this is not Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's, he draws the line. He pulls out his sword and Peter's like, Oh, that's very dangerous. You shouldn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> like still Peter is not buying into any of it. He's being straight laced adult, not a kid, but full grown up um, person. But he draws a line and says, any of you who believes this is Peter, um, you know, can stay over there. It's like, otherwise, if you think I'm, you know, I'm your leader and this isn't the Peter, then come over to this line. Right, right, right. Bunch of the kids go over there except for like one on Peter's yeah. side. Mm-hmm. And he does this. There's this scene where he kind of like. He's trying to stretch his face. to make Yeah, he's trying to make him look younger. <laughs> yeah, he starts he starts like manipulating him and his face and like looking at him really close. And then eventually he grabs onto his face and he goes, oh, there you are, Peter. Yeah. And he convinces a couple kids to come back. There's this back and forth. Like Rufio's like, there ain't no way. They rush back over to him. Like if he's Peter, why can't he do this? Oh, that makes sense. They rush back over to Rufio. And then eventually Mm -hmm. the little kid's like, no, this is Peter. Like we all need to believe in him. He needs our help or he needs support. Even if he isn't Peter, his kids don't like he's talking about his kids. Like we still have to help him. He's like, give him a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Just give him a chance. Like, yeah. And, and Tinkerbell's like, yeah, give him a chance. And and so I think they agree to try to train Peter to become right. Peter Pan. Like, mm-hmm. agree to Tinkerbell's plan, which is, it is Peter. We just have to remind him who he yeah. is. Yeah. Right. Cut to, um, I think it's like lights out. And uh-huh. so then they cut back over to the kids with Hook because Hook is now in the meantime, he's his whole plan is to try and convince his children that they don't want to be with Peter Pan. Like the ultimate insult, not only am I going to beat you, Peter Pan, but I'm also going to convince your children that I'm the better father. This is this is the whole scene with the uh, the apostrophe epiphany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they cut back. So it's cut to back to Hook. Hook and Smee are having a meal or something (laughs) like that. He's pouring. Smee's like getting his food ready and and all that. And and then he's like, I don't understand. I thought I was going to have this war. I thought it was going to be great. And then we get this windbag. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually that quote that you said, like, oh, wait a minute. I've had an apostrophe. <laughs> Just love that. Don't, don't you mean an epiphany? <laughs> Lightning has struck my brain. <laughs> it struck my brain. That must hurt. He's like, why don't you convince the kids to fall in love with you? Like me? Yes. He's like, and then he takes Smee's idea and he goes, Smee, I just had a wonderful idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to convince his children to love me. They will love me and they will hate him and all this. And they're like, it'll be great. And I think they, he like ends with him going, ha, 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 ha. Like, like an evil ha, ha, laugh, ha, ha. but it's kind of yeah. in rhythm. With the and music, like the yeah, next scene, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the music picks up to being like this playful jungle kids music which transitions into basically a montage of different exercises they're going to put peter through in order to jog his brain they try to get him to play games um they tried to get him to like playing this basketball game they're like throwing a ball at him it's like play i don't want to play play you know i don't want to play 
throwing yeah. a ball at his face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hit him with the ball and stuff like that. Just play. Um, they try to get him to fly by stra- strapping him to a chair. and Yeah, like a giant slingshot. Yep, a giant slingshot. And <laughs> one of the Lost Boys, he's like, what are we doing here? And he has like a slingshot in his hand with like a rock and he starts to stretch it back and he goes, we'll, we'll do this and you'll learn to fly. fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's in this chair attached to a giant slingshot and they're like, Peter, it's easy. All you gotta do is think of happy thoughts and you'll fly. Like, just think of a happy thought. And he's like, Oh, I've thought of my happy thought, not being here or not <laughs> yeah. being in this chair. And they launch him and he goes, goes flying and lands in this swamp. <laughs> this muck he's like yeah i feel happy and then smacks onto the end of the mud right and this is where it gets a little bit fuzzy it's the timeline between does that cut straight to the dinner yeah the imaginary never dinner yes okay yes so clearly the steps haven't been working he's not remembering who he was they can't get him to play they can't get him to fly and then something happens at dinner they have this feast and he's like oh god thank Thank goodness I'm starving. And he sits down at this table and it's empty, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing on the plates. There's nothing on the platters. And everyone starts saying, all right, uh, so would somebody like to say grace? And then they scream grace and they start eating. And everyone's just like pretend eating, picking up giant burgers and turkey legs and drinks. And, and Peter's like, there's no food here. Tinkerbell's like, <laughs> you got to believe there is. And he's like, I see no food. Um, and eventually what happens is they get into this fight, this dissing fight, right? This yeah, insult yeah, yeah, fight yeah. between Peter and Rufio. Rufio, uh-huh. Um, Cause he's like, Peter's, I think he says like, I want some real food. And right. Rufio just gets mad at him. So Rufio pays an insult to, Peter, like real childish stuff. I think he said right. like he says like Good, mung yeah. tongue and yes. root, uh, like rude to rude dude or something. Bag of mean food dude. I don't yeah, know. he's like <laughs> and Peter's comebacks start off terrible, but they he starts right. to pick up a little bit of steam. He says like substitute math te- teacher. <laughs> yeah. Prison and, barber. Uh, yeah, prison barber. <laughs> and the kids are like getting into it. They're like, oh, Rufio, you gotta get him back. And eventually, Peter kind of gets into it. Like he's riffing on Rufio, he's getting the upper hand, and then eventually he takes a spoon. Mm-hmm. And I think this is great. This is like one of the best parts because he believes without trying. Yeah. Like yeah. He, the reason this is happening is because he's having this riff off. And he's enjoying it and he's having fun like a kid would have fun. And so he picks up a spoon, he scoops a thing out of his bowl and he goes, oh, Rufio, eat this or catch this. And he flings the imaginary stuff on his spoon. And when it lands, it hits his face and it's there's something on his face that looks like rainbow sherbet. Um, And then they're like everyone's eyes are like real wide and they're like, what? And then you're doing it. Peter. Yeah, you're doing it. And they look down at the table and there's food everywhere. And, and oh, there's then so there's a food. massive food fight. And then Rufio gets pissed. He picks up a coconut and he goes, Hey, Peter, catch this or something like that. And 
purposely because Peter's like having fun being in the mm-hmm. food fight. He tries to throw a hard coconut at his head. And one of them, one of the kids says, Peter, watch out, throws him a sword. Peter catches yep. it midair, spins around, slices the coconut in half before it gets to him. Right. And everyone's kind of like, oh wow. my gosh, like, wow. <laughs> and Peter himself was like, wow. But then he realizes I'm holding a sword and what was I doing at this and drops the sword and I think runs off. Kind Something of like, like that. Yeah. Wondering what am I doing here? Um, cuts back to the kids again where Maggie like sings a song. Cause this is at night again. Maddie, Maggie is singing like a song that she's sang to. No, is that later? <laughs> That's a little later. This is a, uh when they cut to the classroom with Maggie and Jack uh, and yeah. uh, Hook is explaining why you should hate your parents yeah, or why parents hate their children. Yeah. Yes. Because they <clears throat> never wanted them and they mm-hmm. cost money and they cost time and stuff like that. So your parents really don't love you and they don't mm-hmm. let you do what you want to do. Um, and Maggie is like, no, our, my mommy and daddy love me. And they said, he like says, no, they used or they love being without you or something anyway he's trying to indoctrinate them to believe that they don't love them their parents don't love them and they shouldn't be with them they should be with me and trying to get them forget their parents and remember me and maggie is trying to scream at jack to be like don't forget mommy and daddy like yeah because they get separated because she's being she's not catching on so they get separated she's like jack like, jack don't you dare forget about mommy and daddy neverland makes you forget don't yeah, forget don't forget <laughs> don't forget and she gets dragged off and then hook is like jack my boy what would you say to like a baseball game or what's that yeah, game he, you were telling me about like how your father missed the big game and like, yeah how did you know about that all right and then from there i think it cuts to like that night they show Captain Hook sleeping and his mustache is twitching because there's a ticking of a clock. And then he eventually snaps awake and he's like, where is this clock? Where is it? And then realizes it's in Jack's hand. It's the watch that Peter had given him while he was sleeping there. And he's raising his hook up to stab at the clock. And then Smee stops him and says like, no, 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 no. The the clock is dead. Don't worry about it. This is, this is just a watch. Um, and then they transitioned into a scene where, Hook shows Jack his room of clocks, all these clocks that he's destroyed. He's ordered them all to be destroyed, you know. Yeah. And um, he tells him in order for him to be free of his dad and to get back at him, you need to destroy your watch. And so Mm -hmm. he sets it up for him and he's like, this is for missing the final game or for something. Smashes blow it. bubbles in my chocolate milk. Yeah. <laughs> and then he lets him start destroying the other ones. He's so it's this like little montage of Jack taking out his frustration on all the things that his dad has failed him on. Right. Yeah, like he said, not letting me blow bubbles in my chocolate milk. Not for, and then the last one is for not believing in me or something. And then bam, mm-hmm. breaks. And it. that's when like Jack kind of breaks down and um, yeah. tells him like, we he didn't even try. You were there. He didn't even try. It was yeah. like when he was trying to save Maggie yeah. and Jack. Yeah. And he's like, I know, I know. And <sighs> yeah. So I think it cuts back to um, Peter um, and not getting anywhere. He's like, I'm wasting my time here. I need to go get my children. 
and they're like, you're not, she's Tinkerbell's like, you're not ready. He's like, I don't care. I, I need to go get my kids. So they stage this mission where they all dress up in disguises, him and some of the lost boys to go into pirate town mm-hmm. to get his kids. But yeah. he goes and finds out that there's a baseball game being put on by hook and the pirates to make Jack look like a hero and, and be the game that he never got to have with his dad. And so silently Peter watches in disguise from the sidelines um, because he wants to see his son play and wants to see him swing. And they're chanting in the crowd, home run Jack, except they had it wrong at first. (laughs) It says run "Run home home. Jack. (laughs) Yeah. They had it as listed as like these tiles that says run home Jack. Run home, Jack. Mm-hmm. And um, Jack is a little confused at, for a second. He's like, run home, Jack. Oh, yeah, my home, mom and dad. And then mm-hmm. Hook is like, you idiots, you got this backwards. Flip it around, flip it around. And mm-hmm. and then they flip it around and it says, home run, Jack. Home run, Jack. And Jack hits the ball, launches it out into space, essentially. And yes. it's this triumphant moment. And Peter cheers for him. He's like, way to go, Jack. And and he runs and does, does a home. the same thing. He's like, my Jack. And yep. Yeah. Hook like picks him yeah. up to hug him and he goes, my Jack, my boy. And Peter's like, no, that's my Jack. Yeah. My and Jack. he realizes I'm not going to be able to get him back. Like I got to show him. And mm-hmm. so he, Peter walks off, takes his hat and his disguise off. And he's like defeated. And the lost boys are like, what the heck? Where are you going, Peter? And, and it cuts to Peter is now back on the Lost Boys Island, part of the island. And he's like, I got to figure this out. I got to do it. I can can fly. Climbs up onto one ledge of some rocks. (laughs) All right, happy thought. Jumps. Doesn't do it. Yeah. And then he try. I think he tries it again and then still doesn't do it. And then he looks, he hears a noise and it's the baseball bat. It's the baseball. Yep. That jacket hit is coming back down from the atmosphere and nails him in the head and he <laughs> and gets yeah. hit and falls to the ground. Yeah. yeah. And uh, whenever he gets up, he rolls over and he sees his reflection in the nearby water. And it's not his reflection is his reflection as he was when he was young as Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. He's touching his face and he's like, what the heck is going on? He stands up sees his shadow projected onto the nearby wall and he goes in his shadow is looking at him like he is like in the classic Peter Pan stance with his arms at his side. And then he, his his shadow gestures for him to come over here. And Peter's like, Oh my God, what? And he's me points at me and he's like, yeah, over here. Um, (laughs) yeah, you go over there, like pointing over to this area of the wall. He goes over and realizes there's like an inscription or something on there. He pulls the vines away and it's this like circle in the stone with engravings in it, inscriptions in it of all the original people from the original Peter Pan. Right. Um, Wendy. um, Uh, um, Jack. Yeah, I don't remember all of them. Oh boy, Toodles is one. Yeah, Toodles, Um, Wendy Toodles. Anyway, 
the original yeah. kids from the original Peter Pan, like the original kids that adventured off to Neverland. Mm-hmm. It was their little home because they were in Neverland apparently for a really long time. Um, and this was their home. He presses the center of the little inscription of wall opens up and he goes down into this cave area, the cave area where they were in the original Peter Pan. And he starts to remember things. He's like, I know this place like in Tinkerbell's down there. Um, and he was like, I remember this, this was the area where we used to sleep. And this is the area where Wendy used to tell us stories. And this is the area where blah, blah, blah. He's like, I remember these things. Um, and she's like, yeah, this is where you lived. And, and then he finds a teddy bear. Yeah. Um, teddy. yeah. And he's like, I remember this, my teddy. And, um, then he remembers there's a flashback because he picks up this doll. It brings up this flashback where he remembers the teddy bear that was in his crib. Yes. Um, or in his stroller. And then he remembers, this is how we learn how, how did Peter Pan go to Neverland in the first place? Yeah. So the stroller, he's like, I remember it was a windy, a blow, or a windy day and my mother and I were at the park. And then my stroller, I was like, I didn't, she's talked about, I don't want to grow up. Right. I realized I didn't want to grow up. So I ran away. Yeah. Didn't want to die someday. Yeah. I didn't want to die someday. So the stroller rolls away on its own. Um, and then you were there, Tink, you know, I was in the rain alone and then you found me Tink and you saved me and you brought me here to Neverland. Um, and then he realizes, but I remember being, I can't remember exactly how he transitions into this, but he realizes I remember being my happiness when I saw my son, Jack. Yeah. The the whole, the whole thing about he, he missed his mother. He returned to London oh, in order yeah. to find that he'd been replaced by another baby that his parents yes. had. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then realizing like he wanted to be a father. He kept returning only yeah. to find that Wendy, he had gotten older and yes. then, re- and then really old and then replaced with, as she was a, you know, a mother's age, she's like, Peter, I can't go with you anymore. I can't go adventure with you anymore. Um, I have my own family here. I have my daughter, mm-hmm. Moira. She's in the bed right there. Um, yep. And Peter, I, I, they make it obvious that like right there that he's immediately falls in love with Moira. Right. Um, and Wendy's like, no, I can't break Moira's heart by having her go on adventures with you. And he's like, no, I'm serious. I'm just going to stay here because I want to be with Moira and yeah, you. This scene's a little creepy. If you it think is a little about bit it. creepy like, because, because he like he, gives her a kiss, a real kiss. Yeah. yeah, it's like if you think like back then it didn't even cross my mind, but thinking no. about it now, I was like, oh, that's a, it is that's a little not creepy. Really, there's no consent there, <laughs> but that's how it happens. And then you realize that that's how Peter ended up staying in the real world and growing old. And then he remembered like he remembered the reason I wanted to stay is because I wanted to be the thing that I didn't have. I wanted to be a father. And Mm. I wanted to be a father. So I stayed. And when I became a father, it was like the happiest moment of my life. And so we get back from the flashback to seeing Peter is suddenly, suddenly hovering off of the ground because he's found his happy thought and he's flying. 
Mm-hmm. And then Tinkerbell's like, you, you got it. You got it. And he's like, I got it. I got it. I don't have it. And he almost falls and lands, you know, crashes to the ground. And then he catches it right at the end. He's like, I still got it. And then he bursts out of the home, rockets out, flies into the air, suddenly is transformed into Peter Pan. Essentially, he has remembered his life as Peter Pan and he believes it. And now he has this happy thought. He's in Peter Pan garb. He's flying all over Neverland he magically gets the guard by flying through leaves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And like, that's the crazy bit. You know, the effects on this movie, they're great. I love yeah. the matte painting of Neverland. It all looks really good for being in 91. Oh, but yeah. But Peter flies around and some, some of the Lost Boys like see him flying overhead. And they're like, it's Peter. It's Peter. He lands down amongst the Lost Boys, starts playing with them, and they're like, it's you. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And he's like, yeah, let's play. And and eventually Rufio shows up and he's like, just because you can do this and do that. Um, it's like you can fly. You can fly. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you can. It, it looks like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says, it, it looks like you, Peter. And he's, yeah, he says that you can fly, you can fight. And you can, before he says crow, yeah, he, crows. he crows. They all are dancing, having fun. They're like, yay, great. Um, that's when it fades to Maggie singing. For uh, them going to bed, right? They're going to bed. and uh, Let me see here. Uh, I don't, that does is, happen, but I don't think the, it's, I think that actually happened earlier. Yeah. Like right um, before the game. I think is when that happens. Yes. Okay. But um, so then the next scene is adult Tinkerbell, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. So she, yeah, she's like upset because mm-hmm. he forgot. Yes. The kids. So he went back to find Tinkerbell and she's at that place where he got his happy thought into that old home. Yeah, she's and she's crying in her little Tinkerbell house. And Peter's yeah. like, Tink. Tink, why are you sad? And she goes, because you've remembered and you're going to be going home soon. You're going to get your kids. You're going to leave again. Yeah. And she reveals, I've been in love with you, you know, this entire time. And I've right. never, I was never going to be able to be with you. And Peter is being a little childish now. He's kind of gone the opposite direction. He's like, I always want to be a little boy and have fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I want to be a little boy forever and have fun. And she's like, you're not. Remember your kids? Um, you're so, a four-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. So Tinkerbell makes a wish on herself. Yeah. And that wish is to reveal herself as being an adult, which is, an, oh yeah, Julia Roberts. She's Tinkerbell through this whole movie. Yes. So she transforms into an adult in a dress and she's like, this is me. And this is like, I love you, Peter, blah, blah, blah. And as he's kind of buying into it, he gets reminded of Maggie. It's like, oh, Moira. Moira. Yeah, because. Yeah, because he's about to kiss Tinkerbell and she says, oh, Peter. And he goes, oh, Moira. Yeah. And then he's like, Moira. Moira, my kids. Oh yeah. yeah, my kids. I'm here to save them. And so he he finds the balance. He remembers right, he was right, Peter right. for a little bit. He was a kid. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh wait, no, I'm adult Peter. I need to go save my children. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I want to say that that scene, I'm always conflicted about it 
Like I remember when I when I saw it as a kid, and I don't know why, I I, I made me uncomfortable for some reason. Yeah, just, <laughs> I think it's because it was a giant, voluptuous Julia Roberts. Like, and, and you like, were and you were seeing her as, as a, Tinker Bell this whole time. Yeah, and as a kid, I I want to say I was looking at Peter Pan. Like I wasn't looking at Peter Pan as Peter Pan, but more yeah. like a father figure. Yeah, and I think just the the combination of those two things was just kind of weird. I guess now that we're talking about it, it does leave it like there's a little bit of sexual. I think it's because you see Peter Pan as a children's story, but then seeing maybe it that too. as an yeah. adult story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> even though this is definitely a kid's movie, but um, but seeing it portrayed as an adult story with more adult themes and adult actors and it's all live action. And then to see a little bit of sexualization put into the yeah. movie, a kiss between Tinkerbell and Peter Pan or <laughs> the mermaids right. that rescued Peter were like mermaids in just nothing but a bikini top, you know, and yeah, they're giving him breaths of air with kisses. Yeah, that didn't really bother me as much as the, the Tinkerbell. I don't know why I, yeah. I thought about it while I was watching it again the other day. And I was like, why does this scene make me uncomfortable? Yeah. And I, like, and but I can't really argue against the idea because they needed some reason to get him to remember his kids. Yes. Yeah. They and needed like him to revert from being full blown Peter. It's always Peter. been clear that tank is like the yes. jealous type and always was in love with Peter anyway. Yeah. So, you know, whatever, but so she, he realizes I need to save my kids. And then, but Peter's like, I need to help you through this, whatever is going on. And she's like, no, you idiot. You need to go. And she like pushes him away or something mm -hmm. like that. Like go yeah, she, save she your kids. She fairy dust at his face. Yes. And he's yeah. like, go save your kids. Um, and then I can't remember. Does it just immediately cut to like basically the final battle? It, it shows the lost boys getting ready for battle. Yeah. yeah. So they're ready to go invade and take the fight to hook in order to save his kids. So the lost boys are like gearing up with all these like makeshift jungle weapons and um they go to engage hook and yeah. there were some cool moments with those uh like them jumping through the um to put the armor like, on yeah the armor on yeah. i remember that was awesome when i was like i, was like, I want that i want to be yeah, able to do that <laughs> there's this whole montage of them putting on like stick armor and these chicken egg launching guns yeah, and all of that seemed cool so they go to bring the fight and there's a lot that goes on in the fight, I feel like. But essentially, the Lost Boys are taking care of the pirates. Peter is focused on trying to get to Hook. Um, and so they have to fight their way to get to Hook. Um, Peter is fighting through pirates, and he gets distracted. Um, and during all of this, Peter is reintroduced to Peter Pan. Like, he flies up, or, or Peter is reintroduced to Hook. He flies yes. up to Hook yep. and Hook's like, oh, <laughs> Peter, I see you've like figured things out. And yeah, where are my children, Hook? And and like your children, they're my children. And little Jack has the same outfit on that Hook does. The little pirate <laughs> yeah, outfit with a wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Maggie is captured um, because she hasn't fully assimilated. But anyway, <laughs> pirates storm around Hook and start fighting Peter and all that jazz. And so amongst the fight, they one of the things that sets off Peter to being like, I'm going to take you down is Rufio 
tries to go after Hook himself. Yeah. After uh, amongst all the battling. This yes. Is, yeah. This yeah. Happens. Rufio is like, I'm going to take you out. Peter doesn't even have to. They have a sword fight, but then uh, Peter's like sees Rufio in trouble. He starts to fly towards him. And right before he gets to him, uh, Hook hits Rufio's hands and then stabs him. Yeah. And yeah. Peter's like, no. And he holds him in his arms. Um, Rufio has his dying words, which I think is like, you know, what makes me sad or something like that. Mm-hmm. Never knowing my father, and I wish I had a father like you, or yeah. something like that. Real sad. Yeah, it hits, um, hits it right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, real, real sad. Like I wish, I wish I had a father, and I wish I had a father like you. And then Peter's like, "Oh God!" And he lays him him down. Yeah. And then grabs his sword, rises up, and says, "He has like words with Hook, and says like, you've done this, you've done that, and I'm gonna take you down, old man.'" And they start their sword fight, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty great um, in this. They're fighting. And one of the things, like I mentioned, Spielberg, they fight, they pan across the frame fighting. And then you see their shadows fighting. Right. Even though they're fighting off camera, but he does this thing with their shadows fighting. Um, and then eventually their fight leads them to the square the town square that has the what is supposed to be dead crocodile from the original Peter Pan. Yeah. Um, as a clock tower in the middle of town square and Peter Pan eventually bests hook, like mm-hmm. gets him to the ground, disarms him, And he says like, you've lost. Um, and hook is like, good, good, good form. Good, good show. Yes, and, good, good um, and just as he's like, like without yeah, he's like, you're beaten. I don't ever want to hear from you again. I don't want to see you again. Um, you leave me and my children alone in the Lost Boys alone. And he's like, yes, yes, good form, good form. And as he picks up Maggie and turns away, I think he picks up Maggie. Um he turns away from Hook. Hook stands up and pulls like a knife out. Yeah, it comes or something. out something like his sleeve. Yeah, and <clears throat> scratches. Oh, wait a minute. He no no no. It wasn't that. Okay. He did. Rewind. He did, Rewind. Have, the he did have the knife, but yeah, he so the knife. he goes to give him his hat and wig back because he flung it off of his head yeah, earlier. He puts that on. Yeah, after he tells him like, just leave me and my kids alone and leave the Lost Boys alone. And here you go. You've lost. He goes to hand him his hat. He grabs his wrist and then scrapes his hook across his wrist and cuts his arm. And that, then try and then pulls the knife, doesn't he? That happens a little earlier. Oh, that the you described it perfectly. With he picks up Maggie and turns to walk away. Okay, okay. Then yeah, he just does pull a knife. But then what makes the crocodile fall? So he has a knife and he pushes uh, Peter Pan against the crocodile with the knife. Oh, that's his right. Yeah, and then, yeah. Uh, he pulls up his hook and is about to bring it down when right. Tink like stops him. Yeah, and that's when um, Peter shoves the knife away and grabs the hook, hook, and, and then shoves it into, into the, the croc. Yeah, because yeah, while he's threatening him there against the croc, he says like, "Let me paint you another picture. There's no place that you can go. There's nowhere you can hide. Like I will always haunt you and your children's yeah, yeah. and your children's children." 
and then Peter's like, hell no. And <laughs> yeah. you're right. And he grabs the hook, no. hooks into it. And, then, <laughs> and he can't get his hook out. And the croc is like grumbling and everything. And eventually he does get it out, but the crocs supports are all collapsing. And, and he starts yeah, yeah. hook, tries to run away and the croc is falling forward. It just looks like mm-hmm. a statue, but the croc falls forward and then hook like, it lands perfectly with the mouth exactly and he disappears and they're like where did he go and he's looking there's a yeah there's a burp from the crocodile um and they're like he's gone hook's gone everyone cheers um they're like all right let's go home and before they go peter says while i'm gone one of you need to be the leader of the lost boys and he hands off his sword to, I can't remember the Lost Boy's name. Uh, thud Butt, I think. <laughs> thud oh, yeah. Butt. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, he's the this, one that rolls down the, the stairs yes, at one point. He's the little chubby kid that had a heart-to-heart with Peter earlier in the movie mm-hmm. about um, wanting to remember his mother. Um, but he yeah. gives him the sword to be the new, essentially, Peter Pan. And... He says to uh, Tinkerbell, like, Tinkerbell, would you get my children home? And she sprinkles some fairy dust on them. They fly away. Peter follows behind. And that's it. They get back. And um, Peter is trying to find his way into the house. Yeah, because he he wakes up outside. (laughs) Yeah. He wakes up in his same clothes, like as if he were never gone. Um, he wakes up outside and he hears his phone ringing and he yeah. goes searching for it and the dog had buried it and <laughs> he uncovers the phone. He picks it up. He's like, Brad, I'm pretty sure his name is Brad. <laughs> Brad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brad. Hey, it's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be back or something like that. He essentially, he quits. He's like, he right. says, I quit. And he comes inside and. Oh, wait. Okay. There are a few things. Um, but go on. Tell me what you think you remember, and then I'll. I'll Doesn't he, he has to climb up into the window because he can't get in the front door? So he Correct. climbs up the he trellis does. to get into the kids' room, yeah. and um, there Moira's asleep in the chair. Um, and he comes to her and wakes her up, or something like that, and they hug each other, and then she says. I've been dreaming about them so much. It's almost as if I can see them laying in their beds right now. Like as if it were yeah. still in my dream. And, um, and, and that's when they pop up. Yeah. And that's when they pop up. They're like, you're not dreaming. We are, we are actually here. <laughs> we we're back. And they both, you know, yank up and say mommy and they run to her and hug her and, and they cry. Yeah. And I think I can't remember the very end. So, Right before he climbs up, that's one thing. He uh, sees Tink on the statue. Oh, right. Bears the likeness of Peter Pan. Yes. You know, from the story. Right. And uh, uh, Tink basically tells him that she uh, he'll remember her in that period, like be- between sleeping and being awake. Yes. And he, then he sees uh, Bob Hoskins, like, just oh, yeah. brushing he's away a, in the rubbish. I was going to say, he's a trash guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, hello, draw with the messes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and um, he gives, so then he's back up. Yeah. And uh, after, you know, the reunion, the, he still has his phone on him and it rings or something. And then he's like, oh, right. he, he, he goes like he, he uh, answers it. Yep. He says, hey, Brad, you ever want to know what it feels like to fly or like something like that? Yeah. And yeah. Fall, he fall. throws. A uh, uh, hundred feet through the air, or something like that. Yeah, then he throws yeah, the phone, throws out the it out the window, <laughs> and he gives. I can't remember if it's like before he makes it up to Moira or something, but he gives Toodles his marbles because one of the Lost Boys right. had that's, taken yeah, his end, marbles yeah. and and uh, oh yeah, that's at the very end. They all come up because they're like they hear them with the kids, and so everyone mm-hmm. else in the house comes up. Wendy and <laughs> Liza Liz and uh, Liza <laughs> and Toodles. And they're all so happy. And he goes, hey, Toodles, I got something for you. And he opens his hand and pours out his marbles. He goes, I'm my marbles. Because earlier, Peter had had that heart-to-heart with that lost boy saying, mm-hmm. and the lost boy is like, I still have Toodles marbles. And he, he was saying, like, yeah, good. he lost them. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he lost them real good. And he gave him back his um, marbles. And inside the bag, there was some fairy dust. Yep. And so that fairy dust sprinkles on the Toodles who's cheering that he has his marbles and he starts to fly because he's now he has his happy thought. Right. And he starts to fly and everyone is watching the camera pans away and everyone's watching him from the balcony and Toodles is like just kind of whirling through the air. And then I think it says the end or something and fades. Yeah. Fly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. the end. That's Peter. That's hook hook. Yeah. 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 I can. I've you seen made that it through movie. that very well. <laughs> As I said, I've seen it through. I've seen that movie enough times that I can play it in my head. I may not be able to remember everything absolutely perfect, but I can play it in my head. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's one of those golden movies that will just I'll always cherish. It is. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. Every there's time I look some, it up, there's something there's, about it. Everyone's like, oh, I don't understand this movie. It's terrible. And I'm like, I don't understand you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get great. it. <laughs> I mean, I watched it as a kid and all the way through my life. It's definitely one of those ones where when we were having movie nights, it was one of the suggestions. Like if someone didn't have an immediate suggestion, like, mm-hmm. do you all want to watch Hook? And it would be one that we would put on just randomly. And it's yeah. one that I just play every once in a while because it reminds me of my childhood. Yeah. That, like, it's it, so good. It evolves with age, I think. I think like so. That movie, because you, you, it's you start funny. to identify with uh, the older Peter Pan later, yeah. and you're just like, "Man, I hope I don't end up like that guy." Right? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally. Because <laughs> it it's great and it's funny. Yeah. You know, Robin Williams is hilarious in it. Um, Dustin Hoffman is incredible as Hook. And Bob Hoskins. Um, like it's yeah. It is so great uh, for Steven Spielberg. He says that is his least favorite movie that he's made. Really? Yeah. But the only, the only reason he doesn't regret making it is because he became friends with Robin Williams. All right. So how far forward do we have to go in time to start talking about this? That's me. Can you please let them know how far forward? Two hours and 22 minutes, Captain. Thank you, Smee. Good for Okay, I went and watched the movie. Yeah. Um, I'll make, uh, as I was watching it and then thinking about what we're going to talk about afterward, I thought about, you know, at least one thing to mention. And it's probably something that no one ever mentions ever, I'm sure. 
Robin Williams, or not Robin Williams, <laughs> uh, John Williams, pretty much the best. I mean, yeah. That was, that was uh, if you couldn't tell, total sarcasm, because everyone literally says John Williams is the best. But I was on the way home, you know, knowing we were going to try and record this. I was like, just playing the music in my head, and then eventually threw it on, you know, Spotify and listened to it, because it's great. Yeah. I hear this song and I immediately know it's hook. I mean, obviously I've seen it a bunch of times, but he's so good. He, he's so yeah. good. Yes. He, sure. Someone else could have made the soundtrack, but like it just fits really well. And it's, he helps it's bring great. everything together. He really does like the emotional parts, the adventurous parts, the flying, like when Peter or when Peter Banning becomes Peter Pan flying out of that house after he gets his happy thought and flies like it's so good. Oh man. And he's flying through everywhere. Like it's great. Oh man. So yes. That is one of my favorite moments, absolutely. When he when he just flies out of there. For sure. I definitely didn't I already during this episode, I for sure I think we pretty much caught everything that I didn't say as we were were talking about it. Yeah, um, that I didn't catch the the discussion with uh, Fud Fud Butt Butt Fud 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 Butt Fud Butt according uh, to IMDb anyway. I don't yeah, think yeah. I've ever heard his name. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. But he had that heart to heart with them while out on like the Lost Boys lived in these uh, treehouse type right. stuff. So yeah. while he's up in the canopy, very uh, Ewoki. Oh yeah. Uh, and man, when I was a kid watching this, I just thought, I mean, because I love tree houses anyway. And we never really had one growing up. Um, but just seeing that, like th- imagining living amongst the trees in your own little bunk in the tree mm-hmm. and these rope bridges in between them and stuff. I was just like, man, that's the coolest thing ever. Like I want nothing I know. More to, but to live in the Lost Boys part of the island for sure. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I miss that part. He has this nice heart to heart about Toodles and losing his marbles and and that they're all orphans. Like that's a, it's you think about Peter Pan and you kind of think about this as it's even more obvious, but they're all these all these kids are, you know, they're quote unquote lost boys, but they're all orphans. You know, I think that's kind of like the overall thing. Mm-hmm. There was a uh, something that uh Chrissy mentioned to me about this theory. I mean, it's I easily disproved it with something that hook said later, but there's this theory that, uh, Peter Pan's supposedly the villain because he's keeping all these uh, lost yes. boys mm-hmm. at Neverland. Yeah. And he's trying to rescue them to allow them to grow up. Um, you know, yeah, hook I, is, yeah. 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 I think I remember reading about that and like, actually Peter Pan's the villain yeah. and he wants them to all stay with him and never grow up and stay lost forever. Except that um, hook, there's a line that hook says he says he's tired of killing lost boys yeah <laughs> and, uh, like yeah. so i was just like yeah. hey it, there's no there's no winning that argument but okay no at least <laughs> if you're quote as if there's like an, a peter pan universe um like at least if you consider hook canon yeah if you're trying right. to like explore <laughs> if you watch the fan disney theory. Yeah, the peter pan the disney peter pan uh from yeah, way yeah. back yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could maybe argue that, but if you're considering like this a continuation of the story and and you're basing it off of what you just watched in Hook, no, no. no you you could go with the more basic version, which 
he hated the thought of these kids messing and ruining his life. The kids are happy and he is depressed and upset mm -hmm. and he's an adult that grew up and forgot to have fun. <laughs> it's and yeah. even during the fight, the climactic fight, when Peter is being childish and having fun while fighting Hook. Right. And, and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I think they kind of point that out. Hook's just lost all of his fun, and so he's become a bitter old man who mm -hmm. hates little lost boys. You can just take it at that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I... I loved it. I loved rewatching it. I'll continue to rewatch it. It's great. Robin Williams, everyone in the cast is wonderful. And yeah. I, we talked a little bit about it in the first part, but for as childish and simple as this movie could be, and I think that's, I guess it points out a lot of these Disney, and it doesn't have to be Disney, but a lot of these childhood or children's stories are literally structured to teach children a lesson or to yeah. have an overall lesson that you learn. Um, but it is like, enjoyable. Yeah, there, there's a there's a lesson for everyone. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I feel like as a kid, there's, there's kind of a lesson, but they, even growing up, watching it again, you know, you're like, oh, there's some, there's some more stuff going on here. At least. Yeah. It's reminding you to have fun. Like, yeah. don't grow up too fast. Remember to have fun. Because if you don't, you're going to end up cynical, hateful, yeah. stressed out Peter Banning. Yeah. Work is your life and your kids are just in the way. Right. And this might be yeah. reading too much into it. And we, I think we already pointed it out a little bit, but you go the opposite direction. They even kind of showed it in the movie. Okay. When he first realizes and remembers he's Peter Pan, he kind of goes to the far extreme, too childish. Yeah. And, um, almost neglects his children and his responsibilities in that way as well. It's only until he's brought back to find that balance. I need to remember to be, have fun, um, to be there for my kids and to be there for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's I, the part I liked the, the, the part yeah. where he realized, uh, you know, who he was and yeah, I just, I just love that theme. It's like the, the idea that you forgot, what you were mm -hmm. before and you've been through all these experiences in life and they've shaped you to be this cynical man. And then right. Like you had to go through this to figure out who you were. Yeah. You have to go to Neverland guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just... To remember. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's really good. So we might be reading a little too much into, uh, into hook, but it is one of those movies. That's another thing that I was, as I was rewatching it, it is one of those movies that you, you get more out of it having the availability to have watched it as you were a child yeah, and then rewatch it as an adult. Mm -hmm. It is one of those movies where these themes could just go completely sailing over your head as a child. Even a, I'm not saying like single digits, like you could be 11, 12, 13 watching this and those themes would still go over your head. But then you rewatch it as an adult and you have an even greater appreciation for the movie that it is and the themes that they tried to talk about and right. make you realize and the lessons it was trying to teach you. I feel like it helps Not a all lot movies if, can do that. Yeah, if yeah. you've lived a life with like a job is at your forefront and it's just surviving day to day and then, yeah, yeah. you know, all those things kind of hit you a little harder. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, I think 
most people, especially in today's climate, could definitely um, relate to Peter Banning. Right. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. It was wonderful. So if anybody hasn't watched Hook and it sadly came out, you said 91, right? Mm -hmm. So there's probably is... It's not a whole generation, but whatever generation that is that was born, I think those are still technically millennials, but there's going to be people that were born and our children now that may not even be introduced to the movie. Maybe it's for the best, maybe not, but (laughs) if if anybody listening knows that there's somebody out there that needs to see Hook or you haven't seen it yet, definitely go watch it. And if you're an adult, I think it'll hit you. Yeah. and you'll if it watch it. Then you're dead inside. I've never looked at the source material for Peter Pan. You know, like um, some other cartoons. Like if you look at the source material, like the actual right, short yeah. story or something like that, it's actually really dark or whatever. So I have not done that for Peter Pan. Uh, and who yeah, knows? That applies to so many stories from yeah the early 1900s. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like all of the movies that came from like the Brothers Grimm tales and stuff like yeah. that. Like the originals yeah. are a lot darker more abrupt and darker yeah in there even even the lessons. i don't know i mean this is completely out of left field but the wizard of oz stories like yeah. even those are really dark I, I i watched a whole video about that but anyway um yeah yeah this i like this movie <laughs> yeah my only critique of it is it is like you said when you first watch it as a kid so now i can't really blame it but when you first watch it as a kid it is like just borderline and maybe it was just the style of the time for um steven spielberg but it is a bit creepy like the scene where hook comes to capture the kids even though you never see hook just the music that john williams does through there with the smoke Mm -hmm. and the blankets being whipped off them I think, and then the rest of the movie, like it's funky, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think the part that really sells that is when, uh, like Peter and and uh, Moira arrive back, yeah. and they see the glass. Like they follow them through that, like that. Oh my god! Oh, like, right. What's gone? Like what's happened? Yeah, and like that. I think that and really does. Liza yeah. screaming on the floor. Uh, yeah uh, i can't remember what she i i, I just watched it and i still real. can't remember <laughs> yeah know. i can't remember exactly what she says and but i know eventually she goes and the children the were children. screaming and, like yeah, oh my god <laughs> and it's like uh, yeah i mean it's definitely creepy and like you talked about earlier you know there was this difference this kind of muted colors very adult mm-hmm. very strict in the beginning and once they get to neverland very vibrant, very colorful, very loose. It's like a um, different movie. <laughs> but even that vibrancy, like the food fight where everything is basically mushed colors and him getting, uh, encountering those sniffing um, <laughs> those, flowers. Yeah, the flowers that were sniffing. Excuse getting me. Getting <laughs> hit with these sticky arrows from the Lost Boys. Yeah. Like, it's all just like really funky and weird and a little bit like, I wouldn't say gross, but it just looks te- like it looks gross. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. It, yeah. Text- <laughs> textually, it's it's like you can imagine it's just everything about that world is a little bit extra. I want to know up. if it was like whose idea exactly it was to do those little things. Like if it yeah. was 
was it steven spielberg or did someone like recommend that to him right like oh kids these days you know they want to see this this and this right right and because i don't i don't know yeah they were there were i know that uh steven spielberg likes to do the little moments you know right so i i guess he could have said hey let's have a flower sniff his crotch yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know it's hilarious (laughs) (gasps) yeah it starts at his crotch sniff 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 and then it gets up to his face and then (gasps) and sneezes in his face spielberg i don't know for some reason i feel like he does get this weird like He's did so many movies and so many blockbusters. I think some people just don't find him to be like a great director, but I don't know, like because he does so many techniques that I think are taken for granted now that yeah. seem so textbook. Yeah. It's because like he was like almost writing the book, yeah, you was. know, for how to make a movie and, and have that movie make cl- money, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, the clock scene where Jack is destroying all the clocks and venting out his frustration with his dad with hook Mm -hmm. you know you could have shot that with the camera on jack you know the the perspective being but it was all the reflections in it and then he smashes them and like he's destroying his own letting out his own frustrations about his father and those frustrations are he's harboring those frustrations and those disappointments And he's destroying them. Like, it's just, it's such a subtle thing. But when you're paying attention to it, it seems so obvious to shoot it like that. But not everybody would have. And I yeah, right. have no doubt that Spielberg made that specific choice to make you feel that way. It accomplishes so much. Like, you, yeah. you don't have to switch to a different angle. You see his mm-hmm. close up and then you see the action of him actually destroying it. Yeah. In the same shot. So, yeah. He's yeah. swinging the mallet at himself when he's destroying these exactly. things. You see all these reflections. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so good and it's subtle. And sometimes these things fly over the audience's head and it's a, it's a subliminal, it's a subconscious mm-hmm. decision that you don't realize it, but you understood it while you were watching it. Right. That's Spielberg. And, and it's even, smart. Even the, the introduction of Hook is one of the best things, in my opinion, like yeah. in the movie. Just the amount of time it takes to see him, because the first mm-hmm. you had the action of him actually taking the kids. You never yes. see him do it, but nope. he says he does later. And then, uh, the, like Smee with the hook on the pillow, brings yep. it all the way to the, you know, to the boat, and then it right. shows it connecting. And then Smee does a speech, and then he comes yeah. out, and the first thing you see is the hook in his hands, just like going along with the chant. Yeah, <laughs> hook, hook, give me the hook. Right. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's great, good. Man. So Spielberg, I mean, he gets a lot of things right, even though now I think I think we basically because of the longevity of his career and how many hits he's made in the types of movies he does. I think we kind of just take him for granted. A little the bit. things that he's contributed to. Yeah. Anytime he tries movies. to go to go out of his his own like realm of stuff. Yeah. Like, to be original or yeah, it gets I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say it gets panned, but. It's not yeah. as appreciated as much, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jaws is like lauded for being, you know, a great piece of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But now you kind of just put him on the back burner of the list of names of like revolutionary, or not revolutionary, but just like world changing directors. But he did. Yeah. He, cha- he changed movies. I say all that to say that 
I mean, he's he directed this movie really well. Yeah, he did. And the other credit to this movie is if they made it today, all of that, all of Pirate Town would oh, have been CG. All, it would be all so different. All of it <laughs> would be CG. Like even if it was the same look, if they didn't change anything about the set, they would have produced the set entirely CG. Maybe they would have had the boat, the top of the boat practical for all mm-hmm. those close shots, but they would have just had everything CG. It would have been just a blue screen city and wow. it would not have felt so good. Even though you could tell it was a set yeah. in this case, but it wouldn't have felt tangible. We could go on forever talking about how yeah, that's, could. Uh, you know, <laughs> affected movies. But in this movie specifically, it really, really works. The production and all that and just making it feel real puts you inside the environment. It's great. Because the last time you saw Peter Pan was a cartoon. Yeah. Seeing it come to life is just something different. You get Robin yeah. Williams. So that's really all I have uh, <laughs> after watching it again. I loved it. I and I still love it, and I'll I'll love it forever. And I hope that with streaming, I have it a hard copy of it. But I hope that it's one of those movies that I'll have when I'm older. You know what I mean? I'll have yeah. access to it one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else? Nope. No, nope. I think we've covered basically everything. Like I did mention it before about how divisive this movie is, but hopefully, you know. Listen to our podcasts, make your own decisions. But yeah, exactly, I was gonna say, go watch it and you decide. <laughs> yeah, you decide. You go, go watch, watch it. the cartoon, the original Disney cartoon. Then go watch Hook, see if oh, you like yeah. it. Yeah, that'll be one thing. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Okay, well, I think that's pretty much everything that I had for Hook. So unless you had another scene you wanted to talk about, well, there is this one scene I wanted to mention. My fingers on the trigger. Don't try to stop me, Smee. I'm not again. This is it. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't you dare try to stop me this time, Smee. Try to stop me, Smee. You better get up off your ass. Get over here, Smee. I'm coming. I'm coming. This is not a joke. I'm committing suicide. Don't ever frighten me like that again. I'm sorry. Well, I'm some kind of a sadist. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. How do you feel now? 